0: Let's start with an experiment. At Temple University, psychology professor Lawrence Steinberg and his team put a bunch of adolescents into an fMRI machine, a brain scanner, and asked them to play a driving game. Your perspective is that of a person behind the wheel, and you come to a series of intersections and um, the lights turn yellow and you have to decide whether to put the brakes on or not. Now, what do you think the adolescents did in this situation? Wrong. They did not blow through the yellow every time. When adolescents are playing this game by themselves, they don't take any more chances than adults do when they're playing it by themselves. And that's a big deal, Steinberg says, because the adolescent brain gets a bad rep for being consistently impulsive. His latest book, called Age of Opportunity, is an attempt to set the record straight. Being 12 or 17 doesn't mean you're hardwired to always make bad choices. Why, then, do adolescents make so many bad choices? To find out, Steinberg added a twist to his experiment. He gave his subjects an adolescent crowd. This doubles the number of chances that adolescents take, but has no effect on the number of chances that adults take. In short, an adolescent's weakness is other adolescents. And not just peer pressure. The mere presence of peers makes them less cautious.
1: Adolescence is a time really when the brain is being marinated in gonadal hormones.
0: Marinated in gonadal hormones. B.J. Casey is a neuroscientist at Weill Cornell Medical College, and she says much of the turmoil in the 12-year-old brain comes from changes in two places. First, The prefrontal cortex, one of the last areas of the brain to mature.
1: It helps to link past experiences to the current situation and consider what the future consequences are of choices and actions that are made. The prefrontal cortex
0: is our voice of reason. Steinberg calls it the brain's CEO. Casey likens it to this guy. The odds against you and I both being killed are... 2,228.7. 2,228.7.
1: That is, of course, Spock from Star Trek. The rational person on the starship Enterprise, And he often has to keep the passionate Captain Kirk at bay.
0: Traitorous pig! I'll hang you up by your Vulcan ears! I'll have you all executed! I think not. Your authority on this ship is extremely limited, Captain. In Casey's analogy, Captain Kirk is the limbic system. There's only one thing I want to say to you, Commodore. Get my ship out of there. The limbic system is the emotional center of the brain, always on the lookout for threats and rewards. When it spots either, it sends a message to the prefrontal cortex. See, the limbic system can't make sense of these things on its own. It needs the prefrontal cortex. Kirk needs Spock. And here's the problem. For kids in adolescence, the prefrontal cortex is still developing, and it just can't keep up with the limbic system, which goes into reward-seeking hyperdrive, especially with other kids around.
1: It's as if these emotional regions hijack the uh, prefrontal systems, and it leads to a choice that they make that's a bad one, and that they even know is a bad
0: one." Which brings us full circle to that driving experiment. The limbic system doesn't just flag rewards in things like alcohol and sex. A 12-year-old gets a kind of high simply by being around other adolescents. They're wired to seek each other out and develop their social skills. In the short term, that means cloudy judgment and risky behavior. But adolescence is all about the end game. It's when young people learn to survive in a world of strangers, developing the skills they'll need to leave their parents, feed and protect themselves, and make babies. Obviously, today we don't want our 12 year olds doing any of those things, but their brains don't live in the 21st century. For WNYC, I'm Corey Turner.